everybody. It's the Morning Momentum. I'm Ethan, and this is... What's up? I'm Richie. There were some comments previously, apparently... Would you stop? ...that... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to address the situation, man. It's such a bad situation, though, but it's hilarious. <laughs> That's why I'm addressing it. Go ahead. There have been ahead. some comments that I sound like I'm 12 in, the previ- in last week's podcast. And for the record, he's 13. So... I don't know what to say about that, but you guys were wrong. <laughs> I'll be 13 in May. 13 <laughs> in May. Get it right, people. Um, I don't know. We EQ'd the mic. Hopefully that helped. If it didn't, then I guess I just have to think about some things for a little bit. I just don't think you're hearing yourself for who you really are. Maybe. Should I talk like this? I think Hear so. myself better? Hear yourself a little bit better? Yeah. Nobody likes to hear themselves on the microphone. You ever know? It's like it's like yeah, TV. I that. Like, do you like to watch yourself on TV? Mm-mm. I think the most awkward thing. Check this out. This is the most awkward thing for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's when we do watch parties, and I'm sitting in a room of people that are worshiping and listening to the message that I'm preaching. <laughs> like that's so that's awkward. To you? Yes. <laughs> like, what do you do? Do you sit there and take notes of your own message? You could. Maybe you'll preach. hear something you didn't hear the first time. Preach, preacher. <laughs> Be really supportive of yourself. Make you look really good. Yeah, right? Uh, but it's, it's all good, though. But, man, this week, uh, it's been kind of a it's been crazy week, and uh, we're excited to be right back here uh, Monday morning with you guys on your way into work. Maybe you're getting ready for work, getting ready for school, uh, whatever it looks like for you right now. Today is National Hot chocolate day national hot chocolate day mm-hmm. that's and that's why i've got my mm-hmm. national hot chocolate what do you think about that buddy where's yours at uh, i didn't bring it because i don't really drink hot chocolate you don't Mm-mm. do you not like chocolate or it always seemed to lack flavor maybe i just haven't had the right hot chocolate you know who's got really good hot chocolate who uh there was this little elf and she was on the movie The Claws, The Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was said to have the world's best hot chocolate. I've always wanted to try it. It was nice and thick. I don't know. My grandma used to make hot chocolate. Check this out. And she would actually melt the chocolate and then put the milk inside of the pan and, and get it all hot inside mm. of a, an actual like saucer pan. Yeah. I get, so the only time I've had it is from, is this woman makes it in the Swiss Alps. We call her the Swiss Miss. So that's the only time I've ever had it. So, I mean, it's foreign, but I haven't had any luck with it. That's that's incredible. Do you mix it with water or milk? Milk. Okay. Yeah, that's the only way to do it. Water. Water's pretty watered (laughs) down. (laughs) Water's pretty gross. Yeah. What do you think our listeners are doing right now? Do you think they got hot chocolate? You got to let us know about this. Hopefully you're getting hot chocolate right now. Yeah. Or maybe they already know. Right now, uh, Ethan, if you are over in the Huber Heights area, has put a free tab for anybody that would <laughs> like hot chocolate right now. Uh, you can go buy Starbucks and uh, Ethan will pay for it. Yep. Just kidding. I mean, you could try. See what happens. Just tell them Ethan said. Mm-hmm. See what they say. Maybe you'll get lucky. If it works, please let everybody else know. Yeah. So <laughs> let me know. I'll go get some hot chocolate as well. Ethan will go get some hot chocolate. But yeah, so it's Monday morning. It's cold out. It's a little well, warmer, it's warmer today. Yeah. It's a little warmer today, but it's still, I'm not a cold person. 
Me neither. It's just not I'm my like, favorite thing. I'm usually around like 98 degrees. Ooh, 98? My life lives at about 99.1. I, that I is found living out. on the edge. It's living on That's the edge. That's pretty crazy. I know. It's insane. But I don't know. But I'm pretty excited about things right now. And, uh, and so this past couple weeks uh, at the church, we've been talking about Elijah. And I think it's been such a cool passage for me just to be personally going through. Yeah. What, what have you thought about it all? I think I, I've been getting into it a little bit more as well. Um, I actually did like a short devotion thing on it at the thing at school. So it allowed me to get into it a little bit more and kind of kind of think about it. But I've always heard like the story of the, the sacrifices, like I always heard that story. But what comes after is so much more important, I think, and kind of how Elijah reacts to this kind of threat message from Jezebel and how he takes it very harshly and kind of he, he gets to a very low point and it's kind of how God responds and, and is there for him in that moment versus kind of what happened before with the sacrifice. I never really read as much into it as I did here previously. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's like, I think the coolest part of that, I don't know, like I just think it's pretty awesome that God didn't just give him food, but like literally baked it mm-hmm. fresh for him. Yeah. Like I, I think there's nothing cooler than to know that God like works in that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Giving him like the good stuff. Yeah. Not just some stale bread. Yeah, it wasn't like, here, just eat some of this. This will get you by for a little bit. It was like, here. For, like. Fresh sourdough bread. Yeah. Yeah. Baking right there. Right next right to Right on time. Finishing baking right on time mm-hmm. as he turns over. Yeah. Yeah. The only thing that scripture was missing was the butter. Like, what if it was like, and he woke up and he looked up and it was fresh baked bread, some water, and some country crock butter. Country crock? That's my, that is my, that's my go-to. Now, I know not everybody's into that. That's right. What are you? Are you a stick of butter guy? <laughs> I don't use a stick of butter. It's usually just, I don't know, uh, whatever's in the fridge. Do you do butter or margarine? I don't do margarine. No, I don't either. I do butter. It's kind of oily. Mm-hmm. It's because it's oil-based. Mm-hmm. But. Do you, yeah. I was going to say something about toast, but I don't really know what the question was going to be. Yeah, Toast! Could have been. I was gonna French ask like toast. buttering bread or buttering toast. Oh, well, once Do you it's... butter your bread. Oh, I have butter Only bread. If it's hot though. No, 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 no. Like you butter cold bread. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like there's nothing better. Check this out. Listen, it's kind of weird. You get roast beef that's been in the crock pot all day long, mm-hmm. and you get some of those potatoes and the carrots that you cook with it. And then once you get it all laid out, I do something my kids think is weird, but I, I think it's amazing. I don't eat ketchup. Did you know that? Like nope. I do not like I ketchup. Didn't know that. But. On roast beef, I love ketchup. Actually, That's... the only two things that I eat ketchup with is roast beef and meatloaf. Okay. Meatloaf is all right. I understand that. Roast beef, I don't. Also, I don't know how you don't eat it with, like, fries. Fries? Roast you beef? Ketchup. Oh, ketchup? Oh, no. Gross. Ew. That's, like, what no. ketchup was invented for, uh-uh. is to no, put no. it in french fries. I think it was truly invented for, for roast. People just don't realize that. But... But anyway, so I do that. But then check this out. Then you get you get your, your piece of bread out, mm-hmm. you butter it, and you fold it over. Nothing better than that meal right there. I'm telling you. Maybe. I'll, I'll tell you what. I've, I've had that exact meal before. Have you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. With the ketchup? 
Not the ketchup, but with the buttered bread. Yeah. Folded over. Buttered bread folded over. And uh, I can taste it right now. I know, it's so good. <laughs> but then you got toast, you know, the whole toast mm-hmm. thing. I love uh, I love putting some butter on it and then some cinnamon and sugar. I yeah. Um, I do that. Well, I don't do I haven't done that for a long time. But it's always a, a childhood snack. Listen to this. My daughter found it. And we'll get back to this. This is really important stuff. <laughs> My daughter found, she went shopping with a friend, and uh, she found cinnamon toast crunch, cinnamon and sugar. What? Yeah. Like, it was, the, you know the cereal, cinnamon toast crunch. Mm-hmm. It, was a, it was a jar of literally cinnamon toast crunch, sugar, and cinnamon mixed together. So you could like put it on your toast. So it's just cinnamon and sugar. It was cinnamon and sugar. And they put but a brand was, on it. Yes, and they put a brand <laughs> on it. But it's so good. Okay. So um, I mean, it's sugar and cinnamon. It's not can't be bad. It's amazing. I don't know. You can't go wrong with that. I don't that. really think they can brand that. But, but right. anyway, so so God delivers for Elijah. He gives them some butter, some cinnamon right, and back sugar. On track. And uh, and he gets he gets this chance to eat. And and I think it's just such a cool story how God provides in that way. But I think it's even better the second go round. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's like, he goes back to sleep. Because what else do you do? You just had a loaf of bread, some water. Like, you're not going to go run a marathon right now. and Carbo loading. I know, right? Yeah, I think it's, what I think is cool is the second part. Like, the coming back the second time, I think it's really showing that, I mean, God just doesn't give up after one try. Even though we don't feel like doing it, he's going to keep keep coming back. But, yeah, the second one is definitely better because <clears throat> gives him the strength for the, 40-day travel, 40-day, 40-night travel. So yeah. I, I would like to have that bread. <laughs> that's a good bread. That's some good bread there. <laughs> that's got electrolytes in it, and that's got some vitamins in it. That's some good stuff. But I think it's even cooler because then he reminds him that, yeah, the journey's a lot, and it's too much for you. Mm-hmm. But check this out. It's not too much for God. Yeah. And so take and eat this because we're going to do this journey together. Yeah. I think that... Yeah, I mean, that's, like, the most important thing is to recognize that you're not up to this journey just by yourself. Yeah. And I think kind of going back even before this, um, I think it's kind of, it's really cool to see that in the moment of, like, the sacrifice, how God shows up in a huge way, kind of this huge, um, just takes place for 800, 850 or prophets. And so it's really, really magnificent, and then it comes down to just one soul, one person that he's still there caring for and, and showing love to. So I think seeing the range is so cool in this whole story. Yeah. It really tells you that you are enough. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and I think sometimes we, we get lost in that. We think, oh, man, you know, it's just me, or I've, I've messed up, or I've made bad decisions, and so God's not here for me. But even in the time that, like, Elijah is literally begging for his life to end because he just doesn't want to do it anymore. God's like, hey, I got you. Yeah. I got you. And uh, so he's running from this woman, and she's nuts. Like, Jezebel, you know, her dad was a king, and he was a king in Baal, and so this is where all this stuff came from, and, and she's this nasty woman. She wanted Israel just to be torn apart. She didn't want anybody to worship Abraham's God. No, you don't want anybody to worship what Elijah was preaching. And, and so she was having people murdered, and, and she was coming after Elijah, all this stuff. 
But it's, it's, it's crazy to me, though, because I hear this oftentimes, and it's not crazy, but it's just something to be aware of and we talk about, is just this whole idea of the spirit of Jezebel. And, uh, you know, I've been in places where I've heard somebody um, that has called somebody else a Jezebel or something like that. And, you know, that's not a good thing. Have you ever been called Jezebel? I have not, um, thankfully. Uh, I probably would have taken it as a compliment because I didn't know what it meant at one point in my life. And I'd just been like, hey, thanks. Thanks. Like, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but, like, you know, it, it is known that we still deal with that today. Mm. But I think it's really cool to point out, and this is something that I love to do when I teach, is I don't like to give my own personal preference or idea on different things. And so there's a lot of different things in Scripture that are highly debated. Mm -hmm. And we're not going to have to get into those things, (laughs) but there are a lot of different things that are debated based off of denomination, based off of how you read or how you interpret. And some stuff, there's not a right or a wrong answer to it. But, you know, with Jezebel, you know, you have beliefs that uh, she actually takes possession of people and and works that way. There's other uh, schools of thought that say that it's just her spirit that comes into a space or a room and inhabitants and and, uh, just kind of causes chaos and torment within a church or within people. And uh, then there's just the, the whole idea also of just simply saying, you're doing this, you're acting this way. And so, therefore, you are acting just like Jezebel did. Now, regardless of which way you believe, you do see that same type of spirit today. Yeah. You see churches that just seem to be going through it. And, and every time something happens, uh, something else bad happens or something else crazy happens or somebody has an opinion and all these different things. I think that sometimes that's one of the greatest enemies to the church. And, uh, and I think that, that that really comes into the fact that we allow some of those thoughts to come into our mind and, and to really mess with us, where we don't agree with the pastor because of uh, the way they might dress or the way they might look or the way they might talk, or we might get frustrated with the church because of the way the chairs look or rearranging things. And so our personal preference jumps in, and then all of a sudden that just seems to get just carried away and blown way out of perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think, I think one of the coolest things about Elijah is that he shows us that even when we're dealing with that, even when you want to back down and say, hey, I'm done dealing with this. Like, it just seems like every time that something goes wrong, something else is already brewing to go wrong. We learn so much in this scripture that we just need to get up and just keep going. Yeah. And, and where does Elijah go as soon as this? You were, you were already kind of hinting to it. After, after God says, get up and eat, the journey's too much for you. Where does he end up taking off to? He goes to um, <clears throat> Mount Horeb. Yeah. Horeb, is that how it's pronounced? Yes. But it's it's this really long journey <clears throat> that he goes on, and he ends up spending the night in a cave, and it's kind of the story of God's voice being a whisper, kind of instead of in the in the winds and the fires and kind of this really big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, yeah, going back to, I think, Elijah – his personal preference is getting in the way when it comes to that message being sent to him. And and I think in this case, correct me if I'm wrong, but he believes he's the last prophet at this point. Mm-hmm. And so I think he's kind of feeling really alone. And so his, his kind of mental state is getting to him. Um, yeah, he feels like he's got literally nobody. Right. He feels like all of Israel has turned their backs. 
and nobody is left, mm-hmm. and he's getting ready to be faced with God, he's going to rock his world when it comes to this. Yeah. And so I think, I think this part's so cool with, with that long 40-day, 40 40-night 40 journey, how he can go from feeling so low and then from that inspiration and the love from God can go into this crazy long journey um, to Mount Horeb. Yeah, and I think, I think what's really cool about this, this story in general, you see so many relations to this in some of the stories in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. And, and some of the things that he went through you know, really reflects a lot on some of the stuff that happened in the New Testament as well with Jesus. And even this trip that he had in the wilderness, it's 40 days and 40 nights. It could have been anything else. It could have been 30 days. It could have been 20 days. It could have been 45 days. But no, it was 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. And, uh, and there's something so significant about that. And, and I think the one thing that I'm constantly having to remind myself on is that if I find myself in the middle of the wilderness, I'm, you know, going through a season of that, mm-hmm. you know, I'm begging for it to be done two days into it. Yeah. And I think we learn from this is that it takes some time to learn, some time to grow, and to gain the strength that you need to move into that next season. I agree. Because if it's, if it's too short a time, you just go back to where you were. Oh, 100%. So. And, and, and he had 40 days and 40 nights to prepare his mind for what he was getting ready to do. And you kind of hinted to it, you know, he goes face to face with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Like that is one of the most incredible things. And, uh, but the reality of it is, is that could he have really heard from the Lord had he had been as tired and had he has been as so worn out as what he was and, and so tormented by everything and so distraught, could he have really heard the whisper of the Lord? And that's something that we're going to talk about next week when we come together is that whisper from the Lord. What's it sound like? What's it look like? And I think too many times in our relationship with God, we find ourselves in a place that we want We want his voice to just be booming, and we want it to be heard, kind of like you at the beginning of, the, uh, of, this, <laughs> yeah. of today's podcast. Yeah. You know, we want it to be loud and big and proud, and, and, and then all of a sudden God comes to Elijah, and, and these massive things take place, and it's just the simple whisper mm-hmm. how stinking cool is that yeah it's really cool it's really like because i think the big booming voice it's such a, a common desire because we don't want to think too much about it we just want it to be right in front of us and not like kind of get in the way of what we're doing we want to just kind of be there on a platter and i think that's really important because it, it shows that it makes it more obvious to us when we're putting stuff uh, above god Oh, yes, absolutely. And, and I, I just want to be a voice this morning for somebody that's listening, that I want you to know that even if you're going through it, even if it seems like every time you turn around and something bad is happening or you are just struggling this morning, it's Monday morning, it's cold out, you're driving to work, you're dreading going in, I want you to know that, that there is a voice that's telling you to eat. And I'm not talking just food, but I'm saying God is, is talking to you saying, hey, get into my word, spend a little bit of time talking to me today, and watch what I can make happen. And, and we had a guy this week in our men's group that, that made this statement, and he said this, that, that his life is surrounded by a bunch of I can'ts. And if he would simply change that perspective from an I can't to an I can, then your entire world can change. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's it's the motivation. 
it's easy to say the I momentum. can't. Yeah, it is. It's, it's the momentum. It's yeah, it's easier to say I can't than I can because you start to doubt yourself if you really can. So why even try and try it? Um, but you can't get anywhere if, if you don't try and, and learn from it. So yeah. switching it to I can and, and believing in yourself and knowing that God is there with you and has you is is the big part. Yeah, I think that's awesome. And just like Ethan just said, take this momentum that God has given you. Take the word that he's given you, the word that he's breathing into you, the word that he might be whispering to you. And uh, this is your time to make a big week out of this. We believe in you. We know that you are going to have a great week. Don't allow the I can'ts to get in your way. Remember to continue to go back to I can do this. I can do this. I can do this because I've got Christ in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to tell you something. If you're listening to this today and you said, hey, I don't have Christ. I, I don't even know a thing about this. I want to encourage you to not take another day. And uh, there is not a greater commitment in your life than accepting Christ into your life. And that can be done a couple different ways. But the easiest way is as simple as this. All you got to do is repent, which means I ask for forgiveness. We all make mistakes. Even me. Do you make mistakes, Ethan? I do. Constantly we make mistakes. I can't even imagine that you make mistakes. I know, right? It's crazy. It's pretty hard to believe. (laughs) He's full of it. (laughs) All you got to do is ask for forgiveness from that stupid stuff that you do. And then you got to proclaim that Jesus is your Lord and and know that you have just been accepted into his kingdom. And I think that's like the coolest thing because you go from all these nasty names that you place on yourself or others placed on you to all of a sudden having this name as being a child of God. And I want you to hear that this morning, that you are a child of God. And we love you, we appreciate you, and we know that, you're gonna, that you are going to have a big week this way because you can do this. Yeah, I believe in you. Yes, we believe in you. So take the momentum, make it a good week, and we will be seeing you on Friday. Friday and Wednesday. Yes. Pastor Doug Doms will be, will be uh, his podcast will be out. And that can give you give you a little bit more uh, motivation to get through the week and give you some insight on kind of growing your relationship with God. Absolutely. And you listen, you can catch these podcasts a couple different ways. You can go to YouTube and search at The Movement 937. You can also go on Spotify. You can go on Apple Podcasts. You can go on Amazon Podcasts, Buzzsprout, any podcast service, and you can find us. And, uh, and it's as simple as this. you got to search for, for our podcast, the morning momentum, and it'll pop up. Or if you're looking for Pastor Doug's on, on Wednesday mornings at 7 o'clock, you can, you can go back. If you're not here at 7 o'clock, you're sleeping, whatever, you go back and listen to it later, but you can search for the Wednesday shift, and you will be able to find uh, those podcasts as well in the exact same places. You can listen to it on any smartphone, any computer, any device, on your way to work, uh, while you're sitting in the bathroom, whatever it is that you might be doing Uh, you can go ahead and participate in this. And we would love to hear from you. Uh, So go to movementchurch.community slash go, and uh, we'd love to connect with you. Let us know what you think and if you have any questions, and we'll come back and answer those for you uh, on next Monday morning. So we will talk to you later. This is the Monday morning momentum, and uh, I'm out. You out? I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Be back Friday.